Welcome to a special edition of Pro Tour Talk with Steve Dodge. It is Friday, October 19th, the morning of day two of the Tour Championship. I wanted to give a quick little recap about what happened in day one, why I think this format's so special, and what I think we're going to see in day two. So, thank you all for joining me. Here we go. On day one, there was plenty of great disc golf played. This course was made more difficult versus last year. Last year, the best round shot was minus nine, and the course designers wanted to get that number down to minus seven or lower. Uh, they made a few holes tighter. They made a few holes longer. And overall, they thought they'd gotten, of course, a couple of strokes harder. Uh, Chris Dickerson, Joel Freeman, and Anthony Barella would all beg to disagree, shooting minus 10 on day one and securing their way through to day two. So this is a very interesting format, as everybody who's watched so far probably already knows. Um, you, uh, you advance or you don't, and then the next day your scores reset and you do it again. Uh, the first day we had 16 people playing on the men's side, eight people playing on the women's side, and the top half made it through. And the thing that I love about this format is day one has already produced an insane amount of drama. Uh, last year we had Jeff Renner and Dustin Keegan battling out for the final spot. Justin, uh, Jeff Renner finished his round early in the morning, probably somewhere on the order of noon, and Dustin Keegan was on the final card. And uh, Dustin Keegan managed to, in my memory, birdie the last three holes to take the spot from Jeff. This time around, the person sitting on that bubble, and we all knew it from the very start, was Andrew Presnell. But before I get to him, I want to talk about the people who were not the story. So, as I said already, Chris Dickerson, Joel Freeman, Anthony Barella, they all shot course records, minus 10, and are going through to day two. Uh, Reed Frescura shot a minus 9. Calvin Heimberg shot a minus 8. Seppo Paiu shot a minus 7. Those guys all made it through, again, relatively easily. But when we look at the likes of Colton Montgomery, Andrew Presnell, A.J. Risley, we think to ourselves, nail-biting tension. And that is exactly what we got. And I will relay that story to you next. So, Andrew Presnell finished just outside the top 32, got an invite because someone decided not to take their spot, whether it was Philo or Emerson Keith or Kale Laviska. Someone wasn't able to make it, and Andrew Presnell said, yes, I want to be at the Tour Championship. On the way home, his dad dropped him off. On the way home from Hall of Fame, his dad dropped him off at the airport. He flew down, stayed with a buddy, 
got the whole trip for just a few hundred dollars. And at the Tour Championship, you're guaranteed a minimum payout of $500, so it's definitely worth it to give it a shot. And life's all about the experiences we get, so this is just one extra experience that Andrew got to, got to participate in. His first round, Andrew Presnell ends up shooting a minus three. An okay score. It would have missed the cut by two last year. Uh, over the last five holes, he got two of those birdies, so he brought his game back. And then his job was simply to sit on the bubble. Uh, he and I put some odds on whether or not he'd make it into the Tour Championship, into the next round, and I put his odds around 20%. Just a ballpark thought. There's a lot of golf to play. He's the first card in. The odds of the of three people making it on, off the first card, in general, not very good. It was a decent score, and the course is a little bit harder, and the wind was going to pick up in the afternoon, but, but still, not, not a good chance. And the next card comes in, and uh, Andrew Presnell slides down to seventh of eight. Uh, in, the, in the current standings, and uh, the, you know the third card was maybe through 12 holes, and the fourth card was through six holes, so didn't look so good. But then some people started falling off, and as the third card was coming in, Colton Montgomery was sitting at minus three on the tee of 18. AJ Risley was sitting at minus two on the tee of 18. Tour points break tiebreakers and the players are playing in the order of tour points so all they have to do is tie Andrew and they will beat him so Colton Montgomery manages a birdie on the final hole and takes that seventh spot from Andrew bumping him down to eighth AJ Risley is coming down the 18th hole and sets himself up for an opportunity he's got about a 30-foot putt just inside the circle and as he's walking down the fairway through the woods towards the pin Andrew Presnell is standing under the prodigy tent all alone might have been biting his fingernails I don't remember but he definitely was interested it's day one folks uh, I'm getting goosebumps as I tell the story A.J. Risley is walking up to his lie. Andrew Presnell is looking on, all alone, under a tent. And A.J. lines up his putt. And I walked over to Andrew, and I said, Andrew, would you rather be taking this putt into this wind for the ability to advance? Or would you rather have A.J. taking this putt? He didn't answer me. I don't think he knows the answer to that question, which is really, really interesting and, and a fun thing to analyze later. But for now, AJ had to take that putt. If he hits it, Andrew is eliminated. AJ goes about three inches high, straight as a string, right at the basket, hits the pole above the basket and cards the par 
Andrew Presnell is safe to live another day. So there's one card left. The best players in tour points that are playing on this first day. We've got Zach Melton, the likes of Zach Melton, Austin Hannum, Chris Dickerson, and Simon Lazat. If two of them, Chris Dickerson is already playing well and is already ahead of uh, Andrew Presnell by par. So he looks like he's a lock, and he was around six down through 12. So he was indeed a lock. He finished at 10 down, course record. So if any one of these three guys, Austin Hannum, Zach Melton, or Simon Lazat, can just get a three down, Andrew Presnell's day is over. His tournament is over. Already A.J. Risley's been eliminated. Already Colton Montgomery has pretty much secured his spot because Austin, Simon, and Zach are all struggling. Realistically, there's only a chance that one of them is going to knock somebody out. Coming down the stretch, holes 14, 15, and 16, all of them begin to struggle mightily. I'm wondering to myself, is it really an advantage knowing the score you have to get? Or is it easier to just say, go out there and play your best? But when you tell somebody, if you shoot minus three, you get to keep playing. And if you don't, you get to go home. That's a pretty tough place to be. I really can't imagine trying to play golf that way. But that's the golf these guys were playing, and it's theoretically an advantage. But to uh, Zach Melton and Austin Hannum, today or that day, it was not an advantage. I would say it was a significant disadvantage. I talked to Austin after the round, and he said, yeah, I needed, I needed to get this and that and this and that. And uh, I pushed too hard and ended up double bogeying out there, and, and that was my day. And that was my tournament. And Austin Hannum was walking away with $500. Not a bad day, but not the day he was looking for. Zach Melton had the same situation. He struggled early and couldn't right his ship enough. So it was up to Simon. And with four holes to go, Simon was sitting at plus one. But Simon is Simon. He gets a birdie on 15, the island hole. On 16, he's left with a 60-footer for par, which he obviously drains. So we go to hole 17. Again, the goosebumps are coming out because I was talking with uh, Phil Arthur before the tournament, co-owner of Prodigy. Prodigy's the host of the event. And uh, Phil tells, tells me that they changed hole 17 a little bit and made it a par 4. And uh, he said, realistically, this is the only, core, only hole on the course somebody could eagle. And he said he, they did that on purpose. If you're going to eagle, you have to attack the green and the entire flight is over OB. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend that you go back and watch this shot. Simon Lazat needs to go minus three 
on the last two holes to eliminate Andrew Presnell. Go back and watch the tape of Simon Lazat's drive on hole 17. It was a thing of beauty. And you could just feel the excitement in the air. As I'm speaking now, I don't know the distance on the hole, but I think it's on the order of five, 600 feet as the crow flies. If you're doing the dog leg that's designed with the OB, it's gonna be probably well over 700 feet. Simon Lazat takes a huge bite out of that corner, throws his disc, and lands probably five feet outside of circle one. He's got a, a 40-some foot putt for Eagle to go two down with one hole left where a birdie will catch Andrew Presnell and, due to tour points, knock him out. As we all know, Simon nails the putt. We learn later that his putting was off today, so he actually changed putters for that putt on 17. That was not his normal putter, but things weren't working. And this is the tour championship, and they have to work or you go home. So in the middle of a round, he changed up his putter. On hole 18, Simon was back, pured his drive. His second shot was in perfect place, in a perfect place. And his third shot, he put five feet from the pin. Oh, hole 18 is a par five. Uh, I think somewhere on the order of 20% get the birdie. And these are the best players in the world. Simon Lazat birdied it. He could have birdied it with his eyes closed. As he took his third shot, Andrew, who was watching on with a friend, knew it was over. I heard his friend say it's not over until that disc is in the basket, but it was just hope because that's all he had left. And as Simon's final putt went in, the crowd erupted knowing what had just happened and Andrew Presnell's tournament was over. A good showing on a day when you need a great showing. And Colton Montgomery who birdied the final hole to advance, and Simon Lazat, who went eagle birdie to finish to advance, were the positive ends of that story. And Andrew Presnell and A.J. Risley were the negative ends of that story. And that is what the Tour Championship is. Make the cut. You get to play again the next day. All the scores are reset. Colton Montgomery and Simon Lazat at minus four, minus three. Going into day two, they are tied with Chris Dickerson and Joel Freeman and Anthony Barella, all who shot minus ten. Those scores don't matter. Those eight players advance to compete against the next eight best eight players in tour points. And we're doing the exact same thing again today. Round two begins at 9 and 
those rounds are probably being played right as I'm publishing this podcast. But then we've got the next two cards at 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock who are being covered for next day edited video coverage by the Par Save crew and by the Central Coast crew. And all of that video is being published on the Disc Golf Pro Tour YouTube channel. So it's all in one place for you. And this is day two, and it is going to be exciting. And the players have a little bit more on the line. Everybody that advances to the semifinals earns $1,000. Thank you all for listening to me. I'll recap the women next. I love the Tour Championship. Doing this recap really makes me feel like I should have a commercial because that was, uh, it was really fun to relay that story. And uh, the women's side is going to be equally insane. Um, Yeah, I need, uh, I need a little break. I need you to, you probably need a little break. I hope you need a little break because it's just, it's just fun thinking through this. And I don't want to just go in right from tension into another bit of tension. So I'm going to take this small little interlude and say thank you all for being fans of the Pro Tour. It has been one of my lifelong dreams growing this tour into the viable tour that it is, is really, really fulfilling. And I, I thank everybody for watching as you watch we grow and as we grow more and more players come out and show us their skills and we get more and more stories like this last year there were two people involved in the story and this year there were four on the men's side and uh that number's only going to grow and grow time to wake up that was my alarm time to wake up or maybe it's just time to start talking about the women for real all right thank you for that brief interlude here we go on to the women in the same way on the, as on the men's side, the top people are not as exciting because they are in and they advance and their scores reset. And those top people today were, the top four people have a bye. And that's, uh, that's Sarah Hokum, Paige Pierce, Jessica Weiss, and Katrina Allen. And then we've got eight people competing for four spots so they can compete against those women on Friday, which is today. Paige Bjorkus, Madison Walker, they, uh, they advanced relatively easily, shooting a plus two and a plus three. Madison actually triple bogeyed the final hole. She was in easy peasy. And then, uh, but it doesn't matter. She just needed to, to finish the final hole, and she did. Um, but then we have uh, Rebecca Cox, Lisa Fakus, and Ellen Widboom. Uh, Rebecca Cox and Lisa Fakus are on the second card because they had, were better in tour points, and Ellen Widboom was on the third card. Ellen Widboom, coming down the stretch, turned it on, finishing, uh, finishing plus six overall. Over the last six holes, she was even, and over the last three holes, she was actually minus one. So she reined it back in, and once she carded that plus six, all she could do is turn around and watch. And uh, at the time, Lisa Fakus and Rebecca Cox were both ahead of her. And coming into hole 17, Lisa Fakus was plus 5 and Rebecca Cox was plus 4. 
Alan Widboom is sitting in the clubhouse at plus six. Again, the tension is filling the air. 17 and 18 are both very difficult holes. And Lisa Fakus ends up carding a double bogey on hole 17 to push her to plus seven. None of the women birdied hole 18. Lisa Fakus's day was pretty much over, although she would make a valiant effort on hole 18, getting knocked down by a tree at the end as you approach the green, and her day was over. And Rebecca Cox managed, <laughs> managed to go bogey-bogey and tie Ellen Widboom, putting herself in the third spot and securing her passage as well into the Tour Championships Day 2. Uh, the women's semifinals are today, and that will be the live broadcast. The semifinals, in my opinion, is the most exciting day of the Tour Championship, and we wanted to highlight the women. So the first card goes off at, let me get to the semifinals tab here, the first card goes off at noon and uh, consists of Paige Pierce, Jessica Weiss, Rebecca Cox, and Ellen Widboom. Whoever wins that card will advance to the finals. The second card, and the other people have to bite their nails or go home. The other people, the, the three o'clock card, who will know what scores they need to advance are Sarah Hokum, Katrina Allen, Paige Burkus, and Madison Walker. That card, I would not be surprised if anybody on that card won the Tour Championship. But to do so, they've got to do well in the semis, and then they've got one more round to prove it all, the finals on Sunday. So, again, just like that first card, if you win the card, you advance, and then we have two wild cards, so the next two best scores also advance. The women will take Saturday off while the men play the, their semifinals. Again, win your card to advance, and then the men only have one wild card. And we are all set for day two at the Tour Championship. The women go live at noon when they finish, or at 3 o'clock, whichever comes later. The second card will go live. And uh, I have a feeling we're going to see some pretty incredible golf from these eight women today. Thank you all for tuning in to me. Thank you all for tuning in to the women later today and the men on Saturday and then the women's finals at noon on Sunday and the men's finals at noon at uh, three o'clock on Sunday. Goodbye from the geese here in Jacksonville, Florida. The Disc Golf Pro Tour Tour Championship hosted by Prodigy. Yeah, I was going to say starts today, but it started yesterday and it keeps on going. Thank you all. Have a great night and enjoy the show.